0: Bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today I'm so pleased to be joined by none other than Saber, who recently got to be the star of Monday Morning Marth. Normally a melee focused article written by Edwin Budding as part of the Melee Stats Collective. But today I got to read a wonderful article by Saber here who According to his own Twitter timeline, this was a hard to write, but hopefully it captures our story well regarding all the events surrounding P-Plus in the past week. So Sabreth, thank you so much for joining me. And we can start by talking about that article. How has the reception been?
1: It's been really good. Um, as, as always, when we talk about PM, there's always going to be some random people who take the chance to kind of, you know, support Nintendo and say they want people to move on from PM. But... The response has been really good. The Project M community has been really happy with it. And the Melee scene and the ultimate players I've seen have been really supportive of the article and what we're facing and the fact that this really is a collective issue for the Smash community. So I feel like that really came across well, which I'm happy
0: with. In my education of P+, plus, this happened particularly after the big house where the typical trajectory, what you would assume is people who are into melee or starting to get in more and more into melee. Like that's, that's me. I was, I wasn't podcasting or, or anything back in November when the big house stuff went down of last year, November of last year. And so yeah. I'm going, well, I kn- I remember Evo 2013 vaguely because I, that was everywhere on the internet. Like if you were anywhere in the gaming circles, that was the thing. So I remember hearing about it back then. And I thought, why is this a thing again? So, all kinds of educational stuff starts to circle around. I'm, I'm referring to specifically to Vigilante, shout outs, a former PM dev who has a whole list of things that Nintendo has done in the past. And and then there's an anonymous smasher Twitter that comes out with a twit longer laying down. These are the things that Nintendo's done to more or less screw over the Smash community as a whole, but in particular PM. And so you have lived this, a much more than than I have certainly, but this is something that I've started to become more aware of since November, and now this is coming up again. So, where where do you feel you are personally with with all of this? You've said it as much in your article, but just to share again.
1: Yeah, um, uh, it's frustrating and it's it's scary as a community leader and as a, a tournament organizer for the scene. Um, I'm the main PM posting, helping organize Project M at main stage. So my gut reaction to seeing what went down is, one, this is horrible, and two, is this about to happen to me? Um, but it's also just really scary, and it's frustrating because the PM community has come such a long way in terms of reintegrating back into the Smash community over the last year. I think really after the event with Big House Online, the Melee scene especially really started to see more solidarity with PM. We were included at Five Days in Melee, and that kind of kicked off a whole bunch of stuff that really resulted with people being more open to p.m. again and we were going to have the third biggest event of all time and things are looking great and then this happens um so it's really it's a bad time for it to happen obviously but um it just it's kind of the worst possible scenario at the worst possible moment so it's it's been a rough weekend for the pm scene
0: the way that i think of it is there's a lot of a lot of small incremental things with something like five days of melee sort of to help kick it off but there's this build and the really just really like small netplay tournaments where it's not perfect netplay it's not like it's rollback but people are entering more people are becoming interested especially after like not only with five days of melee but I, i saw that melee streamers in particular were streaming project plus which is really cool that does so much to help expose because you see somebody like IBDW or Mewtwo King do something cool in Project Plus and you go, oh, because that's what happens when people watch Melee. They watch a they watch a top player do something cool and they go, ah, oh, I gotta try that. So seeing yeah. that slow build from a distance because I'm not actively involved with the Project Plus community, seeing that from a distance, I thought, oh, that's really cool. I hope that when IRL tournaments come back which is obviously what the entire Smash community was looking forward to and is still looking forward to when that comes back I hope that P Plus gets included in these events because it's pretty much just like like we're we're we don't care about making Nintendo happen anymore let's just do what we want to do and we'll support ourselves so this was the first tournament that was announced that was sort of like along the lines of a major I'm referring to Riptide where they said yeah we're doing Melee we're doing Ultimate we're doing Project Plus so it was like that's so cool. Like even as someone who's not actively involved with project plus, I'm going, that's really cool because they did so much to help us out. Like the melee scene in particular after the big house. And that's really cool to see that reciprocation. And it's sort of like a, another launching point. That's that even for somebody like me, it feels very, very, it just feels awful. There's no other way to describe it of seeing Nintendo go. No, no, like once again, except this time out in the open, like it's bad enough when it's behind the scenes, but this time it was like, it was very much out in the open. That really sucks as well.
1: Yeah, there's two distinctions that have kind of been glossed over with this event, but there's two things that make this especially concerning. One is the fact that Nintendo did it themselves. They don't usually do that. Um, I think there are only a couple of instances, and most of them are not publicly known where Nintendo's actually reached out. it Usually, like in 2015, back in the day, they went through Twitch. They've used other intermediaries in the past. And the other thing is that they usually do this to events that have previously been sponsored by Nintendo. Riptide is a new event. It's never happened before. They've never asked Nintendo for permission. They've never worked with them in a previous like iteration of the event. Um, it's just out of nowhere. And this was obviously going to be an especially big event not just for the entire smash team, but this would have been the third biggest project M event of all time um, it capped i want to say in 10 minutes with the original entry cap for pm capped in one minute and then it capped in five minutes the third time and it was like 394 people um, so this would have been like a historic moment after a year and a half of working really hard to keep our game alive without something like Slippy. We've been dealing with rollback, uh, um, delay-based netcode still. We've been you know, doing online tournaments, tiny fests. Um, so everyone was kind of just trying to get through that until we got to Riptide. So I think that's why it hurts you know, a little bit more because of that.
0: And of course, I've seen several of these tweets already, and I'm forgetting to give credit or who exactly tweeted these out. But you've seen these as well on the timeline where someone's going, it's really nice of Nintendo. Aside from shutting down my favorite Smash game, also shutting it down two weeks before the event, where I've already bought my hotel ticket or hotel rooms, I've already bought the tickets to fly or to, to bus, train. I have logistically organized everything, and now, what am I supposed to do with all that? Just because you say no, what? Like that? That's that's really that is so scummy to do. Like at least that's what that's how I feel. I'm sure anybody yeah, like no, you is going to agree with me.
1: Yeah, they have a history of doing this. One of the one of the things I've kind of started saying when people say that is like the cruelty is the point. They're doing this for a reason, and they know they know they're doing it close to the event. I don't know whether they intentionally planned to do this quite literally the day after the deadline to transfer your registration closed. I'm feeling that they don't have that kind of precision because it has to go through so many people. It may have just been a you know quote unquote happy coincidence, but they do it this close to the event on purpose. The last time that something this significant happened was for Paragon Los Angeles, which I don't know how long you've been in the scene, but back in 2015, Paragon Los Angeles was the biggest project M event ever. Um, it was one of the only majors in 2015 that kind of bucked the trend and continued to run PM. And we in exchange were, you know, we all came out. It was the biggest event ever. It actually had a bigger prize for project M than it did for Melee or Smash 4. Um, the day before the event, literally the night before, the lead TOs get a call. You can't stream on Twitch the night before. So they do this on purpose. They do this knowing the challenges it poses and knowing that it, it hurts people who have not just been really dedicated, but who have made business decisions predicated on this. There are thousands of dollars on the line with these contracts that they can just go in and mess with.
0: Yes, it, it does require a certain amount of like... I. I, I don't know all of the logistics of carrying out a CND officially, but you know you have to have a lawyer team write it up, blah blah blah. It or it can just be a matter of saying, hey, somebody call the head TO and just tell them no, like we don't have to do the CND route either. So whether it was, I, I think I think the way that the Riptide team put it was that somebody had reached out to them like not not so much a letter saying don't do the thing that you're trying to do is probably more along the lines of a phone call or an email or, or at least a conversation but I mean it, you're, yeah. to what to what you're saying is they, they just figure out a way to do it because through all of this it's still their IP so they're kind of they're kind of on rock solid ground when it comes to we control the IP. If we say don't stream something, then you can stream something where what people tend to get confused on is like the more of like the piracy side of things or the modding side of things where they're just quick to say, well, obviously it's done like the, like the modding of the game is done illegally when in the United States modding games is, is, is quite, Okay, as long as you're not redistributing for sales. And of course, PM is not a game that is like being actively put up here, buy this $60. Like that's not what's happening. I, I hate how people just lump that all together into one group.
1: Yeah, and something else I want to point out on that front is I see a lot of people talk about like, oh, it's this old game, and you know, if people are pirating it, which obviously one, it's so old that it's not being sold. So it's not hitting Nintendo's bottom line. But also the like the actual build of Project M needs a draw ISO or draw disk to function. So when you see people who are running setups at tournaments, they have drawled disks. Those are not easy to get these days, but we go out of our way to make sure that we're, like, being, you know, approaching it correctly, doing the things that we're supposed to do, like having the disks. Um, And we really are going out of our way to make sure that we're not doing anything that could be construed as negative, like pirating. Um, we're, We're trying to minimize this risk as much as we can. It's just that they don't. They don't care. Um, It's not about the actual details of what we're doing. It's the message.
0: And to people who want to defend Nintendo's actions, it's like, just think about what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say is that you are against a grassroots community that is trying to share the love of the game with other people around them as compared to, what, supporting a billion-dollar company or billions-dollar company that literally does not care about you or your existence like who why are you trying to defend that side like i thought we were all we're not all anti-capitalist to that degree but like you know what i'm saying like it's so weird how somebody will be all like yeah tear down the system but then they're like nintendo is within their right you know yeah Yeah, it's
1: it's crazy and every time this happens you know there's always people who do that but um yeah it's frustrating because At the end of the day, a lot of the people in the PM community are are obviously now quite jaded. Like, you know, there's a lot of us who don't like Nintendo now. But there's a reason we all started playing Competitive Smash. It's because we grew up as kids who played Nintendo games. Like, we started getting into the community because we liked Nintendo and it inspired us to want to do cool things. And Nintendo was this thing that, like, you know, we all loved. And now it's this kind of faceless enemy that is taking down our events and wants us to disappear. Um, I guess na- it's not now where they've been like that, but um, yeah, and it's, it's frustrating because we liked Nintendo too, but the feeling was not mutual, and we don't feel obligated to cater to a company that doesn't care about its competitive scene, never has, and never will. So it's, I don't know, it, it always kind of makes me laugh when I see people defend them, because I think it's so easy to see that they're in the wrong here, regardless of the legality, which we don't even know if they're actually in the right. Part of the issue is they like to do this in ways that are so threatening that you just kind of agree very quickly to get it over with, because the last thing you want is to get sued by a multi-billion dollar company, because we're all, you know, we're all just people in our 20s. None of us can afford to fight Nintendo in court for years. So we don't even really know whether or not they're in the right suit. We just have to kind of take it.
0: And the other thing is that whenever or if that ever happens where it's like Nintendo versus the people, Nintendo versus the community, it's going to set a precedent for the rest of, I mean, gaming as a whole, you could even say it just sets a precedent on how things are supposed to go. And the way that, like, despite the fact that for the most part, like, emulation, modding things, like, it's okay. Copyright laws and IP laws are so hard to get around or to work with it's ridiculous especially in the united states like not that i know all the rules hand in hand in hand but like they're it just it just adds up to being a scary proposition of saying do you want to be what people remember for the rest of all time or at least setting a legal precedent because this whole emulation of games goes back to like a 1992 court case and things have significantly changed since then, but we're still operating off of a lot of things based off off of that case. And like, do you want to be that 2023 case where it's like, we got, we got screwed over and now we definitely know we can't do anything that's related to organizing tournaments anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, You know, maybe there's a world where one day, you know, we a different case makes clear that maybe we're in the right and then people feel more comfortable pushing the issue. But for a scene that is as grassroots as we are, we just we don't have the resources to to fight that fight. So just try to avoid it.
0: And so that leads to the question of future Project Plus tournaments especially ones at majors you brought up the fact that you're helping out with main stage you don't have to talk about that if you don't want to you can generalize in the sense of upcoming tournaments sort of like genesis or the big house next year those sort of things and of course in all of this there's the covid side of all of this the pandemic side which we don't know for 100 for certain that we'll be able to continue organizing irl events all the way through but assuming that's not an issue when it comes to organizing future Project Plus tournaments at majors and super majors, it doesn't look, that doesn't look super great right now. So what do you try to either tell yourself or people around you who are in the community, the Project Plus community to stay the course?
1: I think there are two components to this. One is we still have a lot of things that are happening in the community that don't require being at like the international or like the, the massive super majors for the Smash scene. This is the first season in five years when that would have changed, when we would have been at events like Main Stage, um, Smash and Splash, which is the um, the same team that ran Smash and Splash, is, uh, the people who were putting them on Riptide. They were kind of the only major that really had PM, but all of what you think of as like the traditional melee super majors haven't had PM since 2015. The last time most of them ran, it was late 2014, and then they all dropped it. So we've had our own majors, we've had our own locals, we've really built up our own scene, and we can continue doing that if that needs to be what happens. It's not pleasant, and it's frustrating for some of us, especially um, the community leaders like me who have been working really hard to build those relationships and work towards a goal of one day uniting with the rest of the Smash community to feel like that progress is slipping away a little bit. But the scene we have still exists, and the things we did are still absolutely sustainable. So I think that's one part of it. And then the other part is, we don't know whether or not Nintendo is going to continue doing this, or if it's going to be a one-off. A great example is the Big House Online. They only went after that one tournament, but there have been a bunch of other huge melee tournaments afterwards with no response from Nintendo. So... I think it's somewhat premature for us to immediately like pull out plans for every other major until we know if this is going to be a consistent thing, which is obviously a scary proposition to just kind of you know play around and find out. But I don't think we have a good alternative as the Project embassy because it's either we fully give up and you know we just assume the worst, or we find out and we deal with the consequences when they come because we know that Nintendo. Has a long history of reaching out first and letting people know if they're going to do something, as opposed to like coming in with a lawsuit. We know that they're going to do that because it's what they've done every time for like eight years now. So, what we've been in conversations with, and I don't mind talking a little bit about this um, because I'm on the Main Stage team, is th- until they reach out to Main Stage, until they reach out to the On the Summit team, they've kind of communicated to me that they want to continue planning to run a project or event. The same goes for the Project M Exclusive events. We've got Blacklisted. um, Blacklisted is one of our main Project M Exclusive majors. We're on Blacklisted 6 now. The first one happened in, I want to say, early 2015. Um, And Blacklisted 6 is the week before main stage. We're still planning to run that. We're still planning to do main stage. Um, And if Nintendo reaches out, then we'll figure out what needs to happen there to make sure that the TOs and the people who have sunk money into these events. Are coming up okay. A number of priorities, always making sure that the people who are putting themselves down the line for the community are safe. But we're not going to give up and walk away because they hit us once. If we did that, we would have we would have left in 2015. That's not how we work.
0: For a long time, as someone who was more of a casual Smash fan, for well ever since. Ever since I went online in about 2005, 2006 and found YouTube videos of Melee and then of Brawl and of so on and so on, I knew what Project Plus was, or sorry, it was PM at the time. I knew what that was and I was seeing, oh my gosh, I think that might that might be just as popular as like smash four or now. And melee of course was doing well. I'd seen the documentary around the time that that came out. And I was very impressed by how there's just all of a sudden a hybrid of people saying, I like brawl, but I want to try out melee, except I don't want to play melee because melee is a GameCube game, because whatever, whatever I want to play as game and watch except in melee. So I'll play project M or people who are saying, you know what? I love melee. I love how it plays, but I don't like how brawl plays. Oh, I like how, I like how Project M, I like how you can move in that game. So it's the perfect, it's a perfect marriage at the time. But then, like you said, the big thing that happened in 2015 was Smash 4 was starting to make waves and come in. And of course, Nintendo looks at the grassroots scene and goes, is Project M like the most popular tournament at Super Major? Oh, no. And yeah, it, I, yeah.
1: It was for a little bit, too. It was a brief period of time where Project M was, was arguably the biggest Smash game.
0: And so that's that's the whole thing. When that, gets, when that gets cut off and it mysteriously disappears, I mean, I remember hearing that the development team was, like, shutting it down, and I was going, like, wait, why? And, of course, I didn't know because I'm just, like, not all the way in or I'm not in deep enough in the sauce. But it was so surprising to me when it was about... I want to say it was about the near the end of 2019 when I started to hear about Project Plus again, except it was Project Plus and I was going, but what about, wait, is this the same game? And like, why is it like, so, but it was gone. I thought it was gone. So like in a casual sense, your community really flew super under the radar for a long time. So like during, during that time, uh, from the beginning of 2015 when the majors dropped, PM through 2019 or so, or you can even go further than that, that time of, it's almost like the dark ages for Melee when it was 2008 through 2012. So you, you sort of had to live through that for PM. What was it like? It was,
1: it really just felt like we were living in kind of our own little world. Um, Cause I follow the other smash games. I mean, I'm mostly a project M player, but I play Melee. I follow, uh, I follow Melee. I follow Smash 4 and then Smash Ultimate. Um, And so it felt like we were just so far underground that people had had forgotten we existed and in some cases wanted to forget that we existed. But we never disappeared. We still had locals, but we got kicked out of a lot of the locals that we had previously had because COs, you know, they just heard the name PM and they were scared. Um, And so we had to start our own locals. We had to run our own uh, majors, events like Blacklisted that do not have official Smash games because All of the, like, big events for Melee and Smash 4 dropped us. Um, Almost all of them. I should give credit to Smash, Splash, and to Lote City, which to the two that have really stuck by us through all of it. Um, But through that time, we did some incredible things. We were the first Smash community to ever have an international competitive circuit. Back in 2016, the year after the PMDT, like, went away, the year after everyone dropped us, we had a huge circuit and incredible storylines. Um, And we've continued to have a really successful scene that just no one else cared about because some people were scared of it. Some people didn't like the game. Um, It became very popular to kind of dogpile on PM. um, And it just had a visibility problem where the only times it would come up were people making jokes about it being a dead game. But it never was. And we just continued to do our own thing. And we never really expected that it would ever be more than that again until kind of the last year and a half or so.
0: And I remember during Five Days of Melee, because this is, like, when I'm starting to, like, get the itch to start to do things. Like, I was already on Smash Twitter, which is is a thing. But uh, at the time of Five Days of Melee, I'm going, like, uh, it would be so cool to be part of something like this. And I saw the Project Plus, like, demonstrations during the live stream, like, uh, showcasing, excuse me. And I'm I'm just going, this is this is still really cool. Like I, I've always liked, I always liked playing Brawl and I played Project M. I think it was just one time. I, I Yeah, it was, it was one time and played for a few hours and I loved playing it at the time. I just, it was at somebody's house who lives down in Tennessee and I live in Pennsylvania and blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. I was so pleasantly surprised to see it, to see it pop up again because I thought, Oh wait, there's still people who are doing this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Knuckles came out recently or something, or sometime in the year of 2020 that, that that happened. Or maybe I'm getting it wrong.
1: No, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of the first... I would say that was kind of the big uh, boom where a bunch of people started kind of streaming it again when Knuckles dropped in, I want to say, April. It was, uh, it was like early 2020.
0: Right, um, and that that's a good time for anything to happen. I mean, between March and June, there was rollback... Sorry, there was delay-based melee which wasn't really going super great and then rollback dropped in june it was like the perfect time or and then it sounds like for you and for the project plus community it was knuckles and everybody goes knuckles knuckles and of course it's just it's just it's that thing that happens in every smash corner of the internet if you put some a, a new character and people go oh cool i'll try it
1: yeah exactly and we it was actually funny because we had like this we, we were basically kind of the, the hot thing right before Slippy, where, like, everyone was streaming PM, and then all of a sudden it's, like, Slippy dropped, and everyone was like, oh, back to Melee, because uh, they got this cool new, toy, new, cool new toy, and I don't blame them. So I got back for PM. Like, we've been playing that shit nonstop. Um, but, yeah, there were a couple months where, like, everyone was streaming PM. Like, uh, you could go down the line on Twitch, and it'd be, like, Mango, Zane, Hungrybox, Box, 2 king IVW, they're all streaming PM. Buffen, um and that was like kind of the first time that for a lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, this game exists. Um, and then some of them dropped it pretty fast. Others stuck around. Um, we've got players like IBDW started entering tournaments and like, you know, he competed in the SoCal scene for a couple of months, and then he's still entering things every now and then. Um, but it was a really good chance for us to kind of remind people that we exist. And we had a really good shot with a lot of the, the more receptive melee players who... Played with PM players on their streaming, learned from us about our game, and it was a great opportunity for us. And then five days of melee really was the epitome of that. It was just a, a chance to show off to the world,
0: and of course to remind people that oh, it wasn't just a passing, it wasn't just a passing things. Most of the melee players that we all know and love still love Project Plus and enjoy playing it, and there are people who are more in the project plus community that are very talented and can play the game very well. That of course always is a big deal when you can show off how, how well you can move inside of a game, the different kind of combo extensions you can make, how you can be creative because that's what draws a lot of people into smash in the first place. It's like how creative it feels versus other fighting games or just other games in general. Uh, it doesn't matter what game I play. Playing any game other than a Smash game just feels weird. Like, I have so much less control. I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's how I feel about it.
1: No, I totally do. I play, like, a very small number of games. Um, and one of the only other ones I really take seriously is a, is a platformer where I, I do speedruns because it's one of the only games that rivals, like, the movement potential in a platform fighter, like Melee OPM, or, or Rivals.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of yeah. rivals, like, that—that's that's sort of the thing that people go, oh, that's, like, the... The alternate the alternative push and I think that rivals wasn't super popular until a, I don't I, I want to say like 2016 2015 ish but maybe I'm getting the timeline wrong you, you probably are at least a little bit more sensitive to like other rival games other than smash games uh, rivals of ether in particular do you remember when it ran around the time when it started to pop off or I want to say it was like
1: 2017. I feel bad because I actually didn't pay that much attention to Rivals when it was, like, becoming a thing. It was just, like, it was this thing that I had to compete with to get the Melee players to pay attention. Um, and now I actually, I play Rivals. Um, that's the other game that I kind of am involved in these days. Um, and, like, yeah, I don't know anything about it. But I I want to say I remember, I remember hearing about Rivals for the first time and seeing it at tournaments around, like, 2017 or so.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm remembering as well. And now it's like Brawlhalla and I'm still have no idea how you move in that game. I watched like one tournament game and I'm going like, uh, I, I watched the entire
1: top 8 once and I didn't get it. It was just, uh, it was top 8 and it looked right before the Melee top 8 and I wanted to see it. And I was like, sure, I'll learn, I'll learn about Brawlhalla. Watch the entire top 8, still not a clue how it works.
0: And I want to give credit to Wisely. That's who exposed me to Brawlhalla because Wisely's posting yeah. on his YouTube channel being like, you know, Brawlhalla is kind of a big deal. And we're all going, oh, yeah. 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 See, that's the difference between the community that has support from the developer. They're like saying, hey, let's do some cool stuff. I know that Hungrybox said this for probably a year straight when he was on the the skins idea. He's like, you could do you could do skids, skins for all, ultimate and it's like 75 cents each or whatever and you could just build the biggest prize pool of all time nintendo you could just do that for ultimate and we would be happy i remember that rhetoric uh, that is one idea but in general i think it would be awesome if they could just let us do our thing in melee and in project plus in particular just being like how many people do you think we're taking away from your sales of Smash Ultimate when over 20 million copies have been sold at this point, And I'm sure the DLCs all but sold to those 20 million copies of Ultimate. Who exactly are we threatening again? Just doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: yeah we're not exactly hitting like the same target audience at this point.
0: Um,
1: some people do get into PM through, uh, through Ultimate, but it's not a large number. And we're not really going out of our way to appeal to them, although we actually um we've been doing i'd say more a more successful job of it recently but it's not it's never been a big part of the community because people who like ultimate like ultimate it's a very different game and we understand that and we respect that but obviously nintendo doesn't really understand any of the communities so to them it's it's anything that's not the game we'd like you to buy is is a threat so i think that's i think it really is that simple for them i don't think they understand it much more than that
0: they posted a job position for like an IP enforcement specialist. You you saw that? Uh, they always cut off. So so I I got to uh, just you know post a, a picture of the project plus like a like banner or, or whatever. A lot of people were doing that, so I hopped in on the bandwagon as well because that's fun. That's always fun. But I'm yeah. I'm thinking to myself at the same time I'm like, do I apply and lie my way into an interview? Maybe the second interview like just keep hoping that they don't look up my name and figure out that that doesn't exist or that it's like somebody who lives in Montana or something and go, you're not that person you're faking this. I just want to get to a point where I can talk to like a real Nintendo representative person and be like, you suck like, like or, 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 or say it nice, slightly nicer to avoid um, lawsuit. But like, no, yeah. The other side of that is what if they were to hire somebody who's supposed to be in an, ip enforcement position who actually not doesn't come from smash grassroots community but is at least in touch with the 21st century like that would be a good start right as compared to like a a 58 year old guy who's never played a, a single video game in his life he's probably bought a switch for his son at some point and so he knows what nintendo is just because he had to buy one for his son for christmas one year but has not a single clue otherwise
1: yeah, um, and, you know, I, I saw that, you know, it was, it was a, obviously unfortunate timing for whoever's their social media kid, but um, yeah, I, you know, I would love to have a chance to sit down and talk to someone. So there's, obviously, I, you know, I, I don't ever want to have to talk to Nintendo. If, if I ever get a call from, you know, someone at Nintendo, I'm probably in a lot of trouble. But there is a small part of me that wants that to happen because it means I can see, I can talk to someone and they put a face to it and and maybe get some answers because even for someone who's in, in as deep for the project I'm seeing as I am, there's so much that I don't know about like our situation. And most people don't. Most people still don't know why the PMDT disbanded. Most people don't know like which events have been explicitly told not to run PM and which ones were just scared. There's a lot that people don't know, even someone like me. And so... I just, you know, I think all of us just kind of wish that, you know, we could have that conversation and find and get answers. But um, obviously any scenario in which that happens is is a pretty bad one for us.
0: Yeah, but who's the person who runs Nintendo versus? Because somebody's in charge of that. Like there, there's, it's somebody who's like not, on like the executive board but it's somebody who's supposed to more or less report to that executive board of this is how nintendo play versus is going in this past quarter or whatever whatever in other words they have to at least slightly pay attention to all things competition tournaments who's that person and why don't we why don't we have the opportunity to be able to speak to them even if it's on a broader sense not necessarily about melee or project plus but even just about ultimate which is the game that like you said nintendo cares about or just controlling their IP in general. I don't like how faceless they are about it, which is obviously intentional. Uh, I, I am reminded, uh, <laughs> I haven't thought about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in quite some time, but I remember a part of that book very specifically, reading it as a kid, and the characters are saying to each other that the bad guy has taken over, but 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 has not openly declared that he's taken over. He's working out of the shadows, and that creates more fear. And as a kid, I'm like, Huh. And it's just like, it introduced the concept of just like a faceless enemy.
1: Yeah, no. And that's, that's really what it felt like, because a lot of the time we're, we're fighting a battle on so many more fronts than just Nintendo. We're fighting, we're we're scared of Nintendo, but we also are, you know, Twitch for a long time was telling people not to stream PM. And then they finally kind of stopped doing that, but they still haven't exactly been supportive Um, And we've got all these TOs from back in the day. There's so many old-school TOs who have just decided that, like, PM is illegal and that they're going to go to jail for running it or having it in their venue. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I I know a lot of them. Um, And, like, so we're dealing with those people who have a lot of power in the Smash community and do not like us. And they're not working with Nintendo. They don't have a particular incentive, but they've kind of been fed that message, and they, you know, they bit it. Like... Now they believe this. They believe that we're putting them at risk. And so we're, we're fighting a battle on a lot of fronts, although that's gotten a little bit better recently. But yeah, it really feels like there's just no, there's no one we can talk to you to like fix this. It's just this faceless problem that comes up sometimes.
0: Because uh, it would be, it would be one thing to have the community as it is now where it is hard to centralize. I mean, within Melee, it's hard to centralize. Within Ultimate, it's hard to centralize. It involves so much effort to go local locals to region regions to national nationals to the entire world. So it's not I mean, to my knowledge, there's no melee Illuminati or smash Illuminati running things. But more or less, it's just about like major or super major level tos who occasionally talk to each other. Like that's my impression of it. So it's not great. And I'd say that's accurate.
1: Hmm? Yeah, I think I, I'd say that's accurate. I would say, if anything, I think the PMC is actually more more organized at like that top level than any of the other seats we've had to be. But yeah, I think my impression of the the male tos from you know working with kind of the big names is yeah they they do their own thing and every now and then they talk to each other but
0: that's kind of it. And if there was somebody to more or less say, "Hey, we have a common enemy." It's Nintendo. I mean, that's a that's an obvious truth now, but like at the time, especially, and I'm going off of alleged things, technically speaking, but I'm assuming that it's true because it all kinds of adds it all kind of adds up how how more or less tos were approached and said just. Just drop PM, you know? We'll we'll give you what you want for Melee or we'll give you what you want for Smash 4 or whatever. Uh, and the, the people have wanted to have a Melee circuit for years. People have wanted to have more support for their events, just in general, for years, to be able to organize a tournament and have some peace of mind of not potentially getting shut down because that obviously carries into any Smash game that you host a tournament for, especially at a high high level, at a major or super major level and they go, okay, sure, I can waste a game that I don't care as much about in in the pursuit of that. But then the circuit never happens, and then they still shut down tournaments. They still issue out C&Ds. And so to your point, you've been noticing a little bit of a pushback in Project Plus's favor recently. It's because we all hopefully are starting to realize whether we like Melee the most or Ultimate or, or whatever, that Nintendo is actually never going to really deliver on any sort of promise other than saying nothing and you're able to run your tournament. It's not like they'll ever get to the point where they're saying, yes, please run this tournament. Here, have a couple of extra setups or whatever. Or we won't force you to sell half of your vending square footage space in order for us to push out our dumb new games. It's just, it's not going to get to that point.
1: Yeah, we're never going to get that. And I think some, I think a lot of people really believed that. Um, Obviously, at the time, it was incredibly frustrating for the PMC because a lot of this information wasn't public. All we knew was that we were being stonewalled. Events were dropping us without a word. They weren't telling us why. They weren't even acknowledging that they dropped us. They just wouldn't talk about PM. I think one of the only majors back in 2015 to even acknowledge it was CEO because has always been pretty transparent. But... Um. yeah, I think people really believed in and they were making a decision that was best for them and for their community. And for the most part, we don't blame them for that. Like we get it. If we were to, if you're in a position where you can turn this into a career and you can help the game that you love get big, you go for it, especially if it's at the cost of people that aren't like your community. But with with the value of hindsight, we can look back and we can see that that was our lives. Like you were never going to get that. You were never even close. They were just dangling it in front of you to get them to get you to do what they wanted. And now that you know that, you have a choice between continuing to willfully believe it, knowing that it's not true. I don't think anyone it can in good faith tell me they believe that continuing to do what Nintendo wants is going to get them the developer support that Smash deserves. But some people will choose to. Choose to believe it anyway because it helps them justify what they want to do, which is take the easy route. Don't lock the boat. Don't run the game that you know is controversial. Um, but there's less and less reasons to do that, and even fewer good ones. So some people, at least, are starting to realize that, and you know, will always take the support. Something that I think the PM community is good at now is we've realized that we'll take help from anyone because we have to. So it doesn't matter if there are people who have like messed with PM in the past. We don't care. If you wanna support us now, we'll take it. And that goes for like pretty much everyone. We're pretty open to to working with people.
0: So I think about how there's uh there's there's melee, there's brawl, there is Smash4, there is ultimate there's even sixty four. By the way, I love the Smash Remix build for the for that game where they have Ganondorf and Young Link and blah blah blah. What I'm trying to say is that there are a bunch of subsections of the Smash community and it even goes just beyond of what the game you like to play is. It's also about like art that you can create, music that you can do. It, It it involves all kinds of different people in the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands. And then we all divide into small smaller communities and blah blah blah. But there have been the the small moments or i should say few and far in between moments that are bigger i should say where there's a a uniting thing that happens where we all sort of move as one unit and then can kind of send bigger waves and that is what i love seeing the most in an event like five days of melee where i felt like melee was getting support from a lot of different sides of the smash scene and also sharing that a little bit with project plus as well and saying we're doing a cool thing here we're raising some money we are doing a 24-hour stream all the way through five days straight and we're doing it on two weeks prep (laughs) and it's really cool that we can do something like that or when ludwig says yeah and after that i'm running a big old tournament and we're gonna raise money for that as well and ends up being over two hundred fifty thousand dollars to charity a community like smash can do that collectively speaking with the help of a big streamer like ludwig but also because it's more than just one community that's involved melee's there ultimate's there the twitch degenerates are there and project plus is there so what i hope to see in the future and i'll let you start to wrap up with anything that you want to talk about this as well but like when I look in the future I hope for events that can continue to have a focus on awesome gameplay and beautiful competition all all the things that Scar says beautiful melee notes or beautiful melee music yeah that's what he said but I also love the idea of trying to support all of the smash scene because we we're all kind of like we're all kind of like siblings in a family of, of, of misfits kind of being cast aside by our parents of Nintendo or however you want to phrase it. And when we act more as a family or as, a, as one big community, we actually can do a lot of good. It's a double-edged sword, but I'd love to see when we when we swing in a positive direction.
1: Yeah, and, and something I smiled a little bit at kind of at the beginning of that, because you actually hit something on accident that's really relevant, which is you talked about the concept of the community as, as one unit. And that's something that that phrase was kind of a rallying cry for the Smash community back in, I want to say, 2015. And it was the idea that there was a lot of vitriol between like the Melee and the Smash 4 community and like we could just push together to be one thing. Um the Project Dem community also was a part of that, and we worked really hard. There was an effort back in the day to um, help fundraise to get VG Bootcamp off the ground so that they could be full time streamers as opposed to like, working day jobs. Um, and then like a month later, the PM got dropped like a rock. Um, and so a lot of the time, you'll see the Project Dem community talks around the phrase, one unit is kind of a joke. Um, because we've been, like we know what it's like when people talk that talk and then they walk away from us. But we still kind of believe it. Like, we still, we're still still here because we believe in something that we care about so much that barriers any other game would have crumbled in front of were nothing to us. And we still want to share our love for the game with everyone. Five Days of Melee was something that I was incredibly proud to be a part of and to coordinate the PM efforts for, because it was our chance to show off the, yes, the gameplay. Like, we had exhibition matches, we had a, a single-play exhibition, but it was also us showing off like a community that we're really, really proud of to another community that we hope will respect that because we know that the Melee community is full of diehards. We know that the ultimate community is full of people who have been playing since Drawl. We know that everyone involved with the Smash community cares about their game and they care about Smash and it goes beyond a game to being a lifestyle. And our hope is that one day, hopefully sooner rather than later, Project M is included in that once again, because the door is always open from our end. We always are trying to encourage people to give our game a shot, talk to people about our game if they're curious, if they have questions. Um, we're on a side event at Ultimate and Melee Weeklies. We're always trying to put, that, um, to put that hand out. And a lot of the time it's met with rejection, but we're still trying because we care and we believe that we can get to that place again where at some point we're just a part of the Smash community. We're not like this black sheep of an already grassroots community, we're just a part of it, and so I hope we get there. Um, Five Days of Melee was a really beautiful thing, and I'm really happy that the Melee community has stepped up in the last week and, and shared that support when it goes the other way. That's something that's been lacking in the past, but um, it's really good to see, and I hope it continues. I hope that even with these setbacks, Um, I was explaining to, I think it was Kish on Twitter, He's a very old school TO who is very set in his ways. Friend um, of the program. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate because he was actually one of the first major PMTOs, but, you know, times change. Um, But just because we can't be at Riptide, just because we might not be able to be at events like Main Stage or Low Tier City, Low Tide City, I should say, um, just because, like, Maybe we find out that this is a consistent problem we can't be at your super majors. That doesn't mean that the alternative, it's not, it's not a binary system. You don't have to either put us at every event or pretend we don't exist, ban your commentators from saying the letters PM on your stream. There's a happy medium somewhere in there where we can support each other without putting you at danger or pretending we don't exist. And that's what we're looking for. We just want people to to treat us like a part of this master community, even if we have conditions that make it difficult to be at the Super Majors. That's not the only way that you can support us.
0: Yeah, sorry about uh, the yeah. accidental. I did not know that the one unit thing was a thing. So that is my bad. Sorry to all the Project Plus people listening in. I'm sure that was annoying for you to hear. Yeah. I don't yeah. like I don't like hearing stories like that, but I hope that they're more. It's more of a lesson of saying, you don't have to, you don't have to get to a point where you're either acknowledging the existence of something and supporting it, or just pretending that it doesn't exist. Exactly like you like you said. I like I liked how you were just saying, it can be, it can be all. The, it can be j- just something that's in the middle because we're living in a world where the subjective is the word and we can operate within that. You don't have to act like this is a one black and white thing that we're going to operate off of based on the conversation that I had with Kish Prime, not specifically about project plus because we didn't talk about that, but, but just about the, there was a certain point where he was running events like all the way back in like 2003 and then got to a point where he like gets to a point where he has like stakes in his, in his personal life. Right? Like we all get to that point. We're not all 15 anymore and then reaches out to Nintendo about an event and they're like, yeah, don't talk to us. Like you essentially don't want to hear from us. Like that's where you need to be. And him going like, Oh my gosh. And so that's how it goes for a lot of TOs. Like you were saying, where they're just going, I want to not lose a hundred thousand dollars off of just one mistake. And like, they have to think about that across the board, not just about the, what events they have, but, they can slip up on a lot of different fronts and lose a lot of uh, just a lot. So I try not to hold it against them too terribly much, but I mean, it's part of the, it is part of the puzzle. So players and community people there that just participate in Twitch chat TOs, content creators like for for my side, just acknowledging Project Plus, having you on, like I can do that. I can have on wisely as well, or anybody else who wants to come on and talk about Project Plus, I'll do that because I want to at least show solidarity and saying, Hey <laughs> Nintendo's not helping out, right? Nope. Yep. We love our games. Yes we do. All right, let's go.
1: Yeah, and and we appreciate it. That and like we get it. We don't want to put people in danger. Um... We don't expect people to put themselves on the line for a game that isn't theirs. But, you know, like I said, there's there's somewhere in between that I think we can find. And I know that the Melee community, like, I see some people who are like, oh, but why would, I, why would I do anything for a game that I don't play? And my answer is, like, look at how much the Melee community and the Ultimate community interact with each other during big events. During Summit 11, every top Ultimate player was like, wow, that Grand Finals is amazing. All the melee players who were tweeting out during Summit this last weekend, like yep. wow, tweet is so good. Yep. Like you don't need to you don't need to play a game and run tournaments for it and be a top player to like just check a stream once in a while and be like, hey, that dude's cool. Maybe I'll watch him videos. Like you can be involved with a community without it being your main game. And I know that people get that because I watch them do it for other things but because of the stigma around pm i feel like people feel like you know you I mean, are mean other pm player or you're not or you're not and it doesn't have to be like that and we don't want it to be like that.
0: and i would love to see a future event if it's going to be another five days of melee thing or otherwise be something that again invites project plus into it or if like if i i mean if i have any say about it i'll be i'll be advocating for that at the very least i don't know though all that to say I'm hopeful for the future, despite the fact of this past week being just a gut-wrenching blow, something that I don't understand nearly to the level of you or the, any of the Project Plus community still following along with us on this conversation. But I remember the big house online, and that sucked. So I want to see this this thing that we all kind of got to see this past weekend of the unification of smash just by seeing awesome ultimate and also saying, yeah, screw Nintendo. Right. Yes. I remember this for the big house. So we, we, we want to stand behind the project plus community as well. You know, hashtag say project plus that's my name for the, for the time being on Twitter. You get it, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just little, it can be little things. It's not like you said, doesn't have to be an all in thing if that's not what you want to do, but support anyway, you'll take it.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So we've been at this for almost an hour. So let's make sure that we can tell the people where to find you. And I feel bad. I wanted to ask you about your origin story about smash, but maybe next time. So why don't you go okay. ahead and tell the people where they can find you? Any other closing thoughts that you want to make?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. at Sabre Metrics. You can also find me on YouTube. If you just search Sabre and project demo, I'll be the top result. Um, I make a lot of content about the game. I was a top 50 player back when I competed, and I kind of revolutionized Ivysaur and the use of footstools, so you can find combo videos, tutorials, um, Melee Stats-esque videos about the history of our game. Um, You can also find a bunch of content for Project M on Project M Nexus, which is a channel that I created. It's one of the biggest Project M YouTube channels out there, Um, and you can find out a lot more about the game. You can see weekly highlights. Um, and, yeah, all I would say is, like, if you're a Melee viewer who is kind of just hearing about PM for the first time in a while or maybe the first time ever because of the last week, um, welcome. Uh, we we want more people that are allies and friends. Even if you're not going to become a PM player, we're happy to talk to you. We're happy to answer questions about the game, help you download it. Um, we just want to share our love for the game, and we appreciate all the support that we've gotten. It really is. It goes a long way. This weekend was one of the worst to the them community, at least since 2015. It, it was really hard, and it meant a lot for us to see allies in the Melee and Ultimate community who stepped up and were willing to say something about a topic that you know, people used to pretend we didn't exist, and now they're going out of their way to, to tell off Nintendo of all people because they believe in us, and that means a lot. So yeah, we really appreciate that.
0: Thank you again, once again, as always, that kind of thing. I lost my train of thought. But Saber, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. It was a pleasure. I, I appreciate the chance to come on.